Good evening and welcome to episode 16 of So What's Been Happening, Wednesday the 16th of December. It wouldn't be a show unless we have a little technical glitch, which is all part of the setup of this show, so it's all uh, fun and games. So it is Wednesday night. We changed our um, time that we'd put on uh, or broadcast, so to speak, uh, in the last couple of weeks just to change it up a little bit. Sundays were uh, getting a little bit busy for everyone out and about. So with that in mind, let's get someone that uh, doesn't like to get out and about and stays home, Glenn Curran. How are you, Glenn? You're in good form early, aren't you? I like the way, I, I like the tone you set for the night. I'm well, well as. How are you, mate? Yeah, very good, very good. Wednesday night, uh, the 16th of December. A week to go to the magic day. Well, a little bit yes. longer than that, but close enough. I take it you've been... Uh, with our secret Santa, you've been out shopping and bought a present for Lovey, but um, I'm sure, I'm sure you've uh, you're just waiting on the mail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll buy him a present. I'll buy him a neck for Christmas. That's what I'll get him. If you'd um, like a new one, I'm sure he'll have something to say. Let's bring him up. <laughs> Alan, how are you, Lovey? Welcome, mate. You're on mute, Lovey. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a good start, isn't it? It's a bit like your glitch at the very start of it. That's okay. Um, cars, I have got a neck. It's just here, mate. It, it's it's right there. It's it's starting to slim off a little bit. Um, I, I like the fact that there's six sets of eyes amongst three people. That's a, it's. Uh, <laughs> a, it shows us our age, but more importantly, it uh, means we're really sharp and on point tonight. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, You're not this getting could be an interesting, interesting pre-Christmas episode. This could yeah. be the best one yet. This has got the potential to go out of orbit. Well, I want this. I want this. I want this fitness episode to really, you know, launch onto me. But I think, I think cars could do with it more than either of us, Aaron. Uh, we've seen that little paunch at the front of his stomach. It's uh, it's gotten a little bit bigger over time. So I think we need to help him out uh, tonight. And that this podcast hopefully gives him some really, really solid tips because he will oh, eat full to ducken. Just to let you know, Cuz thinks he's in much better shape than me, so I'm not sure which bit we need to determine, but we've got a few challenges up ahead. But look, there's no doubt, I wanted to get on a good friend of mine, um, Aaron Lapira from Body Revival. I thought it's timely coming into Christmas that we talk about what our steps are to watch our Christmas kilos um, and how we're going to do that, and also coming out of COVID, um, whether what we need to do, because I no doubt I've put on a couple of kilos during COVID, as Cuz rightfully lets me know. We started with some good walking, and now that walking's dropped off. Um, the extra second bowl of pastas kicked in, and um, it's uh, it's left definitely a bit more of a challenge. But I'm look for, looking forward to a couple of chats uh, in relation to mindset as well, because um, that's all part of it as well. So. Um, just tell me a little bit about your week so far, cuz. What's been happening? Uh, well, I spent, spent Monday night with a gentleman in the lower part of the screen. Obviously, in our roles as senior assistants at Lilydale, so that's going well. We've had some good numbers on the park. Pretty young group of kids, which is good. Good to get back yep. into sort of some sort of normality in relation to footy going ahead for 2021, obviously, second week of a new job. So, obviously, the challenges that brings in terms of easing people back into a a post-COVID work environment. I've, I've been in the office for the last two weeks, and that's been good because it's been 25% staff, which is good. Um, my youngest son finished primary school today, all gone, which is a which is a milestone for him, definitely. A milestone for Joe Knight because no more primary school fees. But then Marcelin were very kindly. They sent us the fees for next year for Jack and him. <laughs> it's almost like they were waiting for us to come, come home. Absolutely. Merry, Merry, Christmas. Merry Christmas. Welcome to the big time. Yeah. I don't, I don't miss you on private school fees. That's for sure. Private school fees are very interesting. So, um, yeah, welcome uh, to the big time, Marcelin. It'll be great. Um, two kids at Marcelin. It must be a different feeling to have two boys there. Yeah, look, I, I think, look, look, you've both met my boys. They're, they're, they're different, but I think Lucas is pretty keen to get there with his big brother for a year, and it's probably good in a way that there's such a space between them. Jack going into year 12, Lucas going into year 7. As much as they they can fight like cat and dog, they're they're pretty good mates too at the best of times as well. So I'm, I think 
they're both looking forward to it in a way as well. Yeah, sounds great. Um, wish them all the best and no more, no more little school, they say, into the big time now. <laughs> into the big time. So you watch how much he grows in the next 12 months, mate. It'll be incredible. Uh, yeah. He's turned from a little boy to the, to the, to the small part, small man in the big school. Um, he'll really step up and grow, I'm sure. Lovey, tell me a little bit about uh, what's going on in your week. Yeah, well, first of all, I'm just curious. The, was the Marcelin person that gave her the bill, was they, were they green and hairy, a bit like Jim Carrey in a certain movie? <laughs> you know, yeah. Jesus, it's it's Absolutely. It is unbelievable. Um, fairly similar to Cuz, uh, although I'm you know, obviously well entrenched now at Power Shop where I work and uh, you know, business as usual for us, where I'm sitting now has been in the office for you know, since March basically, but... Um, we go back in on the 11th of January, uh, and it's 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 actually really fascinating. Just a bit of bit of uh, feedback for you guys in the podcast that our business is going about um, the return on the 11th of January, but with a really flexible sort of uh, office refit, if you like. So we've gone, we've had some people have nominated five and zero, like five days in there and none at home, and then it goes, it gradually builds down to two and three, if you know what I mean. So. Um, We've reduced our office from about 80 to, oh, I think, about 60 overall. Um, and there would be a lot of rotating, if you like, of people coming into the office and using their desks and things like that, which, you know, I, I think it's really fascinating the way that'll work in the Melbourne CBD especially. And um, it'll be interesting to see what rent looks like and what the CBD might look like in 12 months' time. Um, yeah, Lillardale, a lot of fun. Uh, it's it's It's... Sort of reinvigorated my interest back in local footy a bit. Um, obviously, took two years off after journey and wasn't a lot of fun at the end of that. Um, but you know, I, I think there's a there's a real big difference between being the being the senior man and then just being the assistant. And um, you still want to have an influence and an input into the group. But I think um, being able to just streamline a bit like your work life balance, really, just streamline what you do from that in that role and. And, yeah, having a ball with it. We're last session tomorrow night uh, going in a lawn bowl. So I, I imagine that that'll be in Cousins' wheelhouse, uh, being 60 or whatever he is now. Um, he, should be, he should be polishing up those hands of lights, looking at Cracker Jack tonight, just a bit of, for a few pro tips. And uh, the challenge on, boys. He should smash us all off the ring. So there you go. Another spot will beat you at, mate. That's all. Mate, yeah, now I think you've beaten anyway. <laughs> Yeah, look, um, yeah, just just tell me quickly, uh, the best part, you know, obviously we had the COVID lockdown, everyone was a stay-at-home, a lot of footy clubs and sporting clubs really missed the camaraderie um, of getting together and obviously they were all devastated like you guys were as coaches to not get a, get a season up and going, but that's brought on, um, some coaches have dropped off, new coaches have come on board. So it's kind of sparked a new new environment now for a lot of clubs um, and a lot of blokes are really keen to get back together. So how's it been in just in the last couple of weeks of, of getting blokes on the track back for starters and also from your point of view, what it means to you guys just as a mental release to get back out there and have a chat to some group of guys again? It, it's fantastic. Like as Lovey said, look, I don't regret the time at Churney. That's an experience you put in your back pocket and you, you use that and you learn from that going forward like everything you do in life. But look, getting back this year when I got involved with obviously when Brendan spoke to me and said, "Look, I'd love to get involved because I, I love footy and I, and I love that that culture and and the culture at Lilydale, they're a really good bunch of young blokes. And as you said, because of what's happened this year, it's been a year out of the box, so an opportunity to get back involved as as Lovey said, as a mentor, as as a mentor, as someone who can sort of help them on their footy journey, whatever or wherever that may take them." Yeah, it's fantastic. Really good. Lovey, your thoughts? Yeah, yeah look, it, it, it's interesting. Um, COVID hasn't really um, changed too much, too many things, though. Having said that, I, I agree it was a bit big punch in the face for all community sport and everyone involved. But um, people have got back to some things haven't changed, and it's whether it's a piss taste, whether it's all the things that makes a, makes a group just thrive um none of that's changed at all and I, I i think that people just wanted to get back to that normality hence i don't think there's a lot of change to it but you know we're we're, we're getting more certainty as as each week goes by uh and we presume that we will be april 18 
uh, having our first kick in anger uh, next year. Uh, that's the way it should be. Um, you know, I don't see any reason why we should be restricted in any way, shape or form come, come April. So bring it on. Yeah, look, I think we've been pretty lucky, to be honest. We're, we're back yep. training again and we've, we're also, you know, to some degree COVID-free right now unless the little blowouts that are happening inside this quarantine and let's hope they stay inside this quarantine and don't get out um yeah. but i think sadly i think it's a bit of a matter of time but um i think that it's been you know there's a lot of negativity around the, the comeback to play again and you know the fact washing balls and doing all these things that are going to be really restrictive around for clubs as volunteers most importantly i mean it's hard enough to just be a volunteer at a club let alone have a the COVID police in town you know i know it's for everyone's safety but geez, it's been, it was a nervous kind of start. Um, and I, you know, I, I heard of a lot of clubs that weren't going to get going until kind of January um, and the early part of Feb. So it's great to see clubs, most importantly, just getting together again, guys, girls, doesn't matter who the team is, who the club is and netball's obviously back up and going again. And just to see some of those girls out there smiling faces, hanging out together. It's great to see. Absolutely great. Yeah. The only thing I'll say before we bring Aaron in, mate, if that's all right, um, I just hope in 12 months' time, it'll be in 12 months' time and clubs have gone through a cycle of revenues and debts and expenses. Hopefully, they all are still standing on their own two feet in 12 months' time. And, and we haven't got leagues on different sports propping up clubs. I think that's that'll be the next key step, seeing how many clubs stay viable uh, this time next year. Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, look, we've obviously got to get through a winter. Um, yep. That's going to be the next challenge. Um, and then from there... Um, yeah, anything, anything, hopefully, hopefully we got some sort of, uh, remedy, so to speak. Um, but as we know, that's easier said than done given the first tests that have happened. So, um, look, I think, uh, it's an important time now to, to talk about and bring on our, our next guest. We just started when we touched on the show about the world of COVID and what that's done to us mentally and also physically. Um, for some people. Some people have gone one way and really set goals and become fitness superstars during that time. Other people have really struggled with it. So the kind of things I want to talk to Aaron about is just what we can do um, coming into Christmas and then what we can do in into the new year to just set a few. We're all similar age and kind of focusing on that kind of f factor, so to speak, um, with just some basic things we can do to get up and going again. I mean, there's no doubt uh, we'd all love a body like this. Uh, and Aaron, uh, he works hard, no doubt. And if you own a gym, we expect you to be fit. There's no such thing as the, the fat guy in the, that runs the gym anymore. And Craig Craig Harper used to be one of those. And Craig Harper's now gone on and owned a chain of gyms years ago and is now one of the most fittest 50-plus-year-old guy I've ever seen. So um, Aaron, uh, he's been through his trial and tribulations through the gyms. Um, but I can't wait to hear his story. So without uh, further ado, I'd like to bring on Aaron Lapira. How are you, Az? <laughs> How you going, mate? I've got a little help with me tonight. Santa's little helper. <laughs> what a little champion. Who have we got Hello. there? He's refusing to go to bed. So. <laughs> oh, that's all right. He knows. It's fantastic. He knows Santa's going to be busy. Pretty quiet. He's but well behaved. It's the other other little terrible we're gonna look at. Uh, yeah, we're gonna, the other little terrible we're gonna uh, yeah keep away from for now. Otherwise, you'd be which little? Away. What's his? What's this little fella's name? What's your name? Hendrix. This is the famous Hendrix. What a superstar! Like it. Named after the great Jimi Hendrix, no doubt. <laughs> Sorry, it sounds a bit off. So, um, so excuse me if I've got to sort of uh, ask you guys again what was what was said. But um, yeah, sure. that's yeah, but it was sort of playing up a little bit before. No problem. I'll just see if this is any better. Is that any better at your end, as right now? Yeah, yeah. But I'll just give you the heads up. Okay. Yep. No problem at all. All right. So, um, mate, I thought it was really fitting after all this time to bring you on, and and we wanted to get you on for a few times, but. Being a busy man um, and also what we had to go through with COVID, it was a real kick in the butt for a lot of people. And it, no doubt it stopped your business overnight as well. Yeah. So yeah. just tell us a little bit about Body Revival and what it is as far as just from the gym component first. What have you got there? 
Yeah, so we're, we're basically what we like to call ourselves is as a personalized fitness club. So what we do, we do focus on a more of a personalized approach when it comes to training. So big focus on community, big focus on uh, technique, a really big focus on um, you know, supporting our members. But it's not a gym where you come into, you do your own thing and, and train. It's, it's, there's a lot more to it, you know, where we're here to help people. And um, what we really focus on is a transformation, not just through, you know, not through just uh, – Book, but you know your mental health um you know your development in terms of your education when it comes to nutrition you know uh, and training we're not biased to any sort of style of training we we think any any style if it's high intensity training if it's crossfit if it's strength and conditioning boxing if it's um you know even mums and bub sessions we'll, we really focus on um yeah just um whatever whatever the individual likes to do i'm all for so i'm not i'm, I'm not really biased to any style of training whatever whatever's going to get people moving and yeah, big big part is the community aspect as well. Like, um, you know, people come to Body Revival not just to get fit, but it's a it's a time to you know get away from their personal life or you know overcome certain personal obstacles. Obviously, to you know if it's if it's to build muscle, get strong as well, or drop body fat, or just feel mentally good as well. It's uh, you know we, we we really focus on bringing everything to um together at one. And I think we do really well. Yeah. So that's Body Revival um, bit of a nutshell. That sounds great. What I want to do is just play a quick video, Aaron, if you don't mind, and then we'll just chat a little bit more about Body Revival. One second. There you go, mate. I can't promo it much better than that, but I can tell you one thing is you've got a great video to promote yourselves, yeah. man, that's and for sure. Awesome. And every time I say it, it really uh, hits the spot, you know, because it brings everything together, it, you know, brings that energy, brings the, the community um, and, and really showcases what we, what we do as well. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's just some images like this that I've found as on your on your site and, and work through. Um, and one, one, one particular image I love was, is this one. And that just shows your absolute passion for the fitness community, right? Um, and that the health and the environment and not only your journey, but yeah. you being able to work through and get so many other people fit and healthy. Um, yeah. and, and as you said, it's, it's a lot more than just the body these days, right? Oh, 100%. You know, like, you know, I think, you know, having the six pack, you know, it's like, I've, honestly, I've had the six pack of being, you know, 3% body fat. Um, and it's not a great feeling, to be quite honest. Like, you feel like, you know, you're low energy, you feel tired, you feel exhausted all the time. You know, your you're only thing you really focus on is, you know, your nutrition and training and everything else in life starts to slip. So, you know, um, it's it's not just about the training. Like, I don't train just to look a certain way anymore. I train because it makes me feel good. Um, and I like to have that time out for myself. Um, and, you know, like, we get so many people at the gym. We get, you know, athletes who come to the gym. We get people who've never stepped foot in the gym. Um, gym. We get people who, who want to build up confidence. I've, I've heard people who um, are overcoming, you know, uh, drug and alcohol abuse. And it's amazing the, the what, what, like, what the changes that you see in each individual. And, and that's why I love what we do. And, you know, body revival we do it so well in terms of accepting everyone no one gives a shit if you're overweight fat um you know you're, you're skinny um unfit no no one cares everyone's everyone's there to support each other everyone's there to you know to build each other up so um you know it's, it's a really positive community not only the coaches uh, do that but um you know the um you know the, the other the other members play play a huge role in um, in bringing that community together so um yeah super grateful and you know, I guess that's one thing that I wanted to always do 
um, with Body Revival because I, I did stuff in my parents' garage and, and it grew um, organically from there. And one thing that we did really well um, of how it, how it grew so quickly and, um, and, and continued to go was the fact that we had a really strong community. Um, and that's what I wanted to continue to do, even though we are obviously a lot bigger now. Lovey, I know you got a question. Well, first of all, uh, just want to say I'm quite a fan of yours, Aaron. I'm, um, you know, I'm sort of getting there a bit like yourself with the follicles. It's uh, You're a bit out of the out of the club there, Cuz. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Great place okay, to go. <laughs> Ten bucks more I've got per month. That's fantastic. Um, <laughs> just a just a just a real quick one. Um, how did you go from a, a motivational perspective through COVID? I mean, you know, we we all had certain access, whether it was dumbbells barbells some of us had access to all those things um i I was i was very very flat during covid from a a physical perspective and then i knew that that sort of kicked in mentally at some stages um how how did you go about uh keeping yourself up and going mentally aaron particularly through those winter months that we all had um what was it for you what did you do to make sure that mentally and physically you were at least not on top of your game, but just getting through the day on a, on a pretty positive note. Yeah, well, it's funny you say that, and I'm not going to lie, and I, 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 I sort of I worry when I say this sometimes, but COVID for me was honestly it was probably the best thing. I know I know for a lot of people they struggled, but for me personally as an individual, it was probably the best thing that could have happened in my life at that time. Um, I'd been working, you know, you know, for 10 years or 11, 12 years nonstop with minimal mm. breaks. For me, it was like a time where I could slow down for a second um, and recoup and re-energize myself. And that's exactly what I did. I, I thought, you know what, there's, there's never a time again where I'm going to have such an opportunity to literally, you know, stop everything, stop everything. Um, and... Um, uh, you know, and what am I going to do with this time? So uh, for me, it was great because I got to spend, you know, the most part of my day spending spending time with the kids, which, you know, for me, was it was quite hard running two gyms and, you know, bouncing a million things. So spending so much time with the kids was just amazing. And I've got the best relationship with my kids now. Like in the middle of the night, they call daddy. You know, and it's an amazing thing, you know, like, you know, it's usually mummy, 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 which... Obviously, it's still mummy, but you know, there's uh, there's a big component I can see that I've, you know um, I'm having a really positive impact in their life. So that was a positive take out of it. Um, another thing was, um, you know, it gave me more time to work on my business as well. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the things that we didn't have time to do, um, we changed a lot of our systems. We uh, we redesigned our transformation program. Um, we um, basically changed a lot of our back end of the business, so it's given me more freedom. And in doing so, um, giving me a better lifestyle as well. So now I actually live, I don't know if you guys know, but I actually moved down to Safety Beach. I don't live in the northern suburbs anymore. So we moved um, during COVID and an opportunity come up and I said, why the fuck not? Let's do it. So we did. um, And that was purely because we changed a lot of the systems in the gym. So it's given me a lot more freedom. So we did that. Um, I ended up, we launched an online transformation program as well. Um, called Mummy Revival, uh, purely focused uh, for transforming, um, you know, women and supporting women and, and mums. Um, and that's been, you know, that's been going off. And that's what my wife runs that. And we also launched a, um, an, uh, like a coaching business where I actually coach other gyms uh, and other gym owners of how to run their gyms. So for me, it was, it was all this opportunity that was there. And it was, you know, like, take it like right now i'm not going to have the time to sit there and work on all these things that i've wanted to in the past and and make the moves that i wanted and um you know we, we did that and i did that and honestly it was it was the best part uh because i always kept focusing on different goals different things i could work on and uh i reckon i'm an undiagnosed adhd to be honest with you but i think i do it i i, I use it to my advantage um and um yeah i just i think my mind does work a little bit differently i i I sort of see things differently and um yeah make make the most out of every opportunity um as well this was just another obstacle body revival had to overcome and we did it quite well we you know we launched an online training program we kept our members moving um we did uh online zoom sessions which most gym well a lot of gyms did um so it's been uh, (laughs) um it was it was awesome 
awesome. So I got the, I got the other little one up as well. Sorry, that's right. It's going to be your little home there is uh, going to be one of the hardest gyms of all to run, mate. That's for sure. Trying to keep a couple of things safety down. house, not safety beach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I got a bit of a. That's okay. No problem, mate. Oh, no worries. That's all part of it. A pure house. <laughs> <laughs> He's refusing to sleep tonight. We do it all. We're a dad. We're entrepreneurs. We're husbands. We're we're friends. You know, we 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 wear, wear many hats, and that's the enjoyment of uh, of life. Sure is. Uh, right. Glenn. Oh, mate, look, it's it's wonderful to hear your story, and obviously get the opportunity to meet you. And it, look, it, it's funny how you said yourself, Aaron, about with COVID, how it's had a positive effect on you and the opportunities that it's brought to you. And and Aaron and I speak all the time on this podcast and when we go for our walks and whatever. And the words that we've used all the time, which everybody's using now about you're changing direction with your life now. And, and look, COVID has been interesting to say the least for many people and has had, unfortunately, a lot of adverse effects. But I'm a bit the same. I started a new job two weeks ago started to get fit as Alan and Aaron will attest to. Nowhere near quite the fitness that you've got to, mate, but I'm, I'll, we'll start small and work our way up. But it's it's great to hear you say that, how for you it's been a real positive effect. And it's it's amazing how when you take a bit of time, for whatever reason you have that time for, to sit back, think about your op- options, and then go into life with a sort of glass half full attitude. And you've obviously have done that and are doing that. And it's fantastic to hear your story, mate. And, like, you know, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, there was times where you know, I was really down, you know. Like, it, it hit everyone. There was stages when, you know, you know your, your first lockdown happened and, you know, you were, the gyms were the hardest, hardest, hardest hit, I think, you know, especially with, uh, you know, being closed, the one of the first businesses to close. And, you know, you, you get through the first lockdown and um, I was like, oh, awesome. And I sort of – I was really, you know, like I was really – I guess like we got through it quite easily the first time around. And then the second time we open up for like a week and a half and you get hit again. And then, you know, you do, you do get hit in the face and you get slapped around. So I'm not going to say that in the entire time I was absolutely smiling and pumped about it because I wasn't like, there were times where I was super depressed as well, like everyone else. And you go through these cycles, but you know, like at the end of the day, it's, it's what you make of the situation. You've got to get up and you've got to keep moving forward. And, um, you know, and it was the majority of the people I've spoken to anyway, I'd say, you know, 99% um, of people that I've spoken to struggled. You know, I saw it with my staff members. I saw, I've, I've seen it with, you know, new members coming through. I've seen it with our current members. You know, a lot of people struggled. And it was very minimal who took advantage of the situation. So, um, yes, it is, it is very, um, you know, uh, you know, I was I was one of the lucky ones who who you know, kept going and kept pushing forward and 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 uh, made the most out of the situations. But I think you know, well, out of every negative situation, there's definitely a positive. It's um, uh, you know, I've been through you know, I've been through it all with my business, and trust me, it's I've I've been kicked around and slapped around so many times before. It's it's. I guess it's the, the my past experience that's sort of helped me overcome some, you know, these things as well. So they're looking pretty cool, those images, as you put them up. Yeah, mate, I'm uh, I'm trying to sell it for you, but there's no doubt uh, this gym sells itself, or these two gyms in that respect. So um, just tell us a little bit as w- a couple of things that we can concentrate on 40 plus guys, and we've got a couple or one close closer to 50 than 40 Um and I'm on the other side heading towards 52 now. So tell us a little bit about, mate, how we turn a body from what's on the left to not necessarily what's on the right, although that would be fantastic. And as you said, that's a hard gig. Mm. Just give us a couple of pointers on a couple of things we should look for between now and, say, Christmas and then yeah. heading into the end, last into, into January and back into work. Just a couple yeah. of kind of key pointers to think about. 
Look, I'm really big on long-term, you know, sustainable sustainable approach when it comes to training, nutrition, health. So one thing that I would not recommend is just go all in, you know what I mean? Don't start training, you know, five days a week. Don't start, you know, cutting down calories. Don't start, you know, doing these drastic things that you're not going to stick to long-term. And, you know, yes, it is that time of the year where, you know, you're going to enjoy yourself and it's Christmas and spending time with the family. And honestly, when it comes to those times, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to indulge a little bit. But I think think one thing that everyone can implement um, is, you know, find a habit, you know, uh, success comes with habits, comes with routine. Um, and I think I do that quite well in terms of bouncing my family life, my my business, uh, my my training, uh, my, my time out. And that's, that's, that structure and routine is going to allow you to balance um, a, a number of things. So I think for anyone who's who wants to get into training or wants uh, wants to start training or moving uh, now and long term is find times that's going to work with you throughout the day, right, or throughout the week. So say you want to stay, it's your first time on your training journey or you're trying to get back into it, aim for like three times a week. Master that first. So master your three times a week. Find three times throughout the week where you can commit yourself, put in your diary, and that's what you do. Personally, I train every single morning. So every morning, first thing I do, I get up at 5.30 a.m. I'm sort of at the gym by 6, and I, and I allow myself an hour and a half to two hours of just me time. So I'll, 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 I'll hit the gym, I'll go for a walk, and there's two solid hours every day where it's just purely me time training, you know, moving, and that's what because that's what I really enjoy doing, right? So I think find a routine for me. I do it, you know, I'll do it Monday through to Saturday. But for someone who's probably not as elite or hasn't hasn't really been that committed in the past, start off with you know three half hour walks a week. Simple as that. Master that. Once you master that, then okay, cool. I'm really enjoying the walking. You're going to get the benefits. You're going to get the endorphins kicking. You're going to feel really good. Cool. Once I can accomplish that, and I'm really committed to doing that, increase my go for like three 45 minute walks. And then then after that, you might add in an additional day. So I think routine and structure uh, is key. A lot of people say they don't have time. Write down your day. Write down exactly what you do from 6 a.m. to you know 10:30 at night. I'm sure you'll find. And it'd be a three, three, four hour gap there where you'll find you're just piss farting around and not doing too much of your time. So um, routine structure, start with three times a week and make sure those times uh, you're able to commit, not for just for this week, but for long term as well. If you're a shift worker, look at your shifts, work around your shifts. So um, that's one thing I'll do. Um, second thing, I think sleep's super important. I think sleep is very um under undervalued um you know i i get to bed you know by by 9 30 i'm usually in bed by 5 30 i'm up every day so i've got a routine when it comes to my sleep i'm, I'm in bed by 9 30 i get up at 5 30 uh in the morning and that's my structure so yeah i think just start moving find the routine find some structure set your days up like you would if you're going to work add, add your training and, and sort of uh me time in there as well and then build from there you know, about Fantastic advice. Fantastic advice, As. Um, how's that changed, mate, in the last few years? Obviously, you and Stacey being fitness for not fanatics, but in that gym environment, you 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 were together as a couple, you're working through gyms, and then kids kick in. How mm. how much how different was that in your lifestyle having young kids, uh, also running a gym? But obviously, uh, you've got little alarm clocks there that mess up your you not only your sleep patterns but everything yeah. things like that and and how, yeah. how different and maybe what's a what's something you can maybe focus on as a, as a young parent that you've learned yeah, from yeah. there definitely definitely look um personally for me um when i prior to having kids i was probably the most this was prior to my son hendrix i was in the most probably uh unfittest unhealthiest stage of my life i had you know i was overworked i was exhausted I, uh, when I opened up the second gym, which I pretty much did it all by myself, um, I reached a, I literally reached breaking point. To be honest with you, I had a bit of a, a breakdown. I said, you know, it was, you know, there was one night I came home and I had been, I was getting up like four thirty in the morning. I was training for like two hours. I'd work all the way through to you know nine o'clock at night, and I was just pushing my body to the limit. Uh, you know, that year I did that, I was getting, you know, I tore my pec, tore my bicep. My body was just 
breaking down on me. Um, but it was a bit of a wake-up call for me. It was like, okay, well, something's got to change here. And then there was a, it was a time where like, I just literally broke down and started crying. And I was like, I, I can't keep doing this to myself. So uh, I think for me that reevaluated uh, my life and where I want to be. And then we had um, my first son, Hendrix, which was amazing in that. That was really like a bit of a, a, a turning point for my life because I was like, okay, I don't want to be a, a fat, unfit dad. I want I want my kids to look up to me and be like, oh, cool, like super dad, you know what I mean? So um, actually when I had kids, I made my training more of a priority because I really want to be that role model for my kids. Um, so, and at the end of the day, the way I see it, if I can't look after myself, if I can't put myself first, and if I can't be a little bit selfish to, to, to you know, be the best version of me, how can I then put 110% energy in my kids? If I don't train, I'm, I'm a shit person. I'm tired. I'm, I'm, you know, I feel crap. And then I can't, that, that energy rubs off to my children. But if I get up, I train, I have my proper sleep, um, you know, I'm 110% in for all, all in for my kids. I can keep up with them. I can run around them in the park. So, um, yeah, I think for, you know, yeah, it is it is definitely a lot harder, but, um, you know, you, you sort of, like I said, it's about structure and routine. Like, you know, I find my times where I can train, where, you know, Stacey, like, for example, what, what we do means Stacey too, she'll get up first, she'll train. When she comes back home, we do a swap over. And that's what we've done. Like we've got that really good communication where I know what she needs, where she knows what I need and we communicate with each other and make sure we, we both get it done. And obviously the training and health is, uh, is just, it's, it's good for our mental health, you know, it's, and we make that, you know, one, like um, one of the main priorities in our household. Yeah. Super advice there for sure. Uh, Al, I know you got a question. Yeah. Just, just one more for you as if that's all right, mate. Um, I, I've, um, I've been to going to gym since I was 16 years old through uh, swimming and all the rest of it. And uh, it's almost been 30 years. One thing that always got me down a lot, and it was a lot of other people, you get these egomaniacs. So the, you know, the the peacocks, the roosters that sort of strut around the gym and throw their weights around and all the rest of it. And that seemed to, that really turns people off a fair bit. I don't think they even know it. Um, how much of a priority is that for your two gyms to basically eliminate that you know, mm. is that behaviour still tolerated in those two gyms, or do you basically say you're not welcome? How do you manage the egos to make sure that everyone feels welcome into that place, and that uh, there's no mentality capture of you know I'm bigger than everyone else here, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. How do you how do you deal with that? Well, mate, great question, like awesome question, and that's one thing we pride ourselves on. Like, I'm huge, and it's funny you say that because look, I I uh, train, uh, I don't train at my gym because when I'm at my gyms, I'm like I'm I'm switched on for work. You know, I'm thinking, always thinking, I've got to clean this, I've got to clean that. So I actually train at quite a few gyms. I mix it up, and uh, it was fun, really funny you say that. Really funny you bring it up because yesterday I, had to, I trained at a, a big chain gym and. I, I personally felt a, like a little, not intimidated, but I could feel like I could see how this would be uncomfortable for someone who has never trained before or was trying to start their health journey. Um, so I know on your sort of your bigger chain gyms, um, it is, you know, it's it's sort of, it's, it's going to be there and it's probably always going to be there on your bigger chain gyms because at the end of the day, most of the time you're just a number to them. You know what I mean? It's not, there's not much of a community. It's all about, you know, um, it's all about, it's just a membership. You know what I mean? You, you pay to use the equipment and that's all you're going to get. But with our gym and body revival, um, you know, we, I have in the past had, you know, very clicky groups in the gym. Um, and, uh, and the way it comes down, the way I manage it is it's obviously got to start with me, right? Because I'm the director, I'm the boss. So the what I present to my staff members and how I expect them to treat the members, um, you know, um, you know, we're really big on our community, will then rub off onto the members as well. So I'll give you an example. So, um, you know, like I said, in the past when I first opened my gym, the way I would uh, like – I was 
how can I say it? It was like I, I, I hired the wrong people, right? And I didn't really make that a priority. And by doing that, it caused, um, you know, little clicks throughout the gym. And like you said, your peacocks, your, you know, your, your, your people who would treat people a little bit differently if they were a bit unfitter. Um, and honestly, the way I eliminate, eliminated that uh, at the start was I, I, would, I would pull the client up. I'll chat to them. If things didn't change, I'll just say, look, I'll literally just cancel their membership. I've done it before, you know. Um, but I, I had to eliminate all that poison. Um, once I eliminated all that poison, uh, you know, uh, honestly, got rid of those coaches as well. We got a new team in, created our culture um, and focused on our culture and what Body Revival represents and stands for. Now we've got no issues with that at all. There is literally no issues um, and it all comes down from the culture and it does take time. It's not something that can happen overnight. It's something that takes years to master, to be honest with you, but it's something that we have done for consistently for so long that it just doesn't happen in the gym anymore. And if it did happen, I'd be the first, uh, I, I would approach it. And so would my staff. And so would the team would approach it um, quite, you know, um, you know, very obviously, you know, in a in a sit down format, but we we would approach it and knit, knit that problem straight away. But uh, yeah, it definitely doesn't happen with us. And with all the feedback that we get from um, our members, our members, it's always the community, the people. I don't feel intimidated, um, and sure. it's just a cultural thing, and it just takes time. Like you know, like if you're at a footy club, or you're in a you're in a you know you're in a uh, a business and you've got a team it's it's all culture at the end of the day it's what you create but it, it does take time to to um, implement as well it's something that has to be consistent so yeah like the three of us Aaron you're a pretty good looking rooster now, you, look right. a bit, you're a little, <laughs> you look a little bit familiar mate have you done any reality tv at any savage stage in your life <laughs> For me, well, I get a lot of Vin Diesel, mate, but it's not that. <laughs> but yes, uh, I know we've, I've done. Um, what have I done in the past? I did a uh, a show called The Australian Spartan a few years ago, um, which was a bit of fun. Um, it was like I guess it was a a bit of a team okay. version of The Warrior. So uh, that was that was quite fun. I actually did it with a couple of the uh, our team at Body Revival, a couple of the coaches. Um, so yeah, that was that was a good experience, um, and that was, what, was a couple of years ago now. Oh, a bit of fun. And I, quickly. I, I got I got another question that I ask all our guests when I come on. So you're having a dinner party, and I think listening to you speak tonight, I'm very interested to see who what your answer will be. You mm. can invite five guests. Yeah, the five dinner guests. Well, it's funny you say that. Um, one would be Conor McGregor. Yep, because I love I you know a lot of people don't like it, but I love his attitude. I love his uh, I love his um, his his spirit. You know, when he wants something, he's gonna fucking get it no matter what. Um, and I think he's. He's just so committed, and, and he, when he's got a goal, he just he just goes for it. If it's you know, it's a business goal. If it's if it's his goal for you know, win the two belts. So definitely, um, definitely Conor McGregor. Uh, second one would be Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think he's achieved so much. You know, from not only just bodybuilding, but from you know, he was a bodybuilder. He was a um, uh, obviously a movie star. He was a governor. Like there's been so much that he achieved. So uh, definitely uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, another one would be, um, Geez, you want to get in a gig based on that wall? Oh, well, well, that, that was the old gym. Um, back here, we don't have a wall like that anymore, but no, nah, Ronda doesn't jump on. No, 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 doesn't, doesn't, doesn't do it for me. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, another one would be, and I'm probably going to get a few haters for this, is Donald Trump, right? I just think that guy is. You know, he's been through so much, like, and he can handle so much pressure and does it exceptionally well with um, the amount of shit he cops, you know? Uh, you know, if you agree or not, whatever he does, but he can handle so much pressure um, and he's just uh, he's just an absolute bullet. So uh, Donald Trump would be another one. Um, so there's three. David Goggins. Have you heard of David Goggins? 
No, fill us in quickly there. Uh, so David Goggins, he's like, they call him the world's toughest man or the world's hardest man. Like uh, this guy did this ultimate marathon or ultimate, yeah, it was like, I think it was like a, could be like a 120 kilometer, maybe more. It was like, I don't know. It was ridiculous. It was uh, maybe, it was about, I think it was, it could be a hundred and, could be like 200 kilometers, like marathon, untrained, right? Um, within, in, in, 24 hours or something like that, like something ridiculous. But he's got this real hard-ass attitude of, uh, you know, not giving up and, you know, being really persistent and uh, basically, you know, just a one fucking hard-ass dude that, you know, he's, he's done the Marines. He's, you know, been through a whole bunch of shit in his life. And that's probably why he's wired that certain way, you know. I think he holds the, the pull-up uh, record as well. Um, but David Gogg is just a, a, a real hard ass, and just his 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 I guess his uh, mental toughness is extremely um, I guess different, and you know quite quite engaging. Something I really like. So David Goggins would be one. Um, another one would be I want to say Hulk Hogan because I just loved him as a kid. So yeah, I just loved Hulk Hogan as a kid and I grew up watching Hulk Hogan and he was one of my first sort of heroes. And, you know, we still watch Hulk Hogan uh, as a family now with my kids. So I think just Hulk Hogan, just because uh, it's, it would be pretty cool. Mate, yeah, we'll wonderful answers. <laughs> very, very common thread, the number of guests we've had on who never invite their partner for dinner though. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say with that. You got me. No, <laughs> we'll just, leave, we'll just leave it alone, mate. Yeah. Well, so, if you're it's a nice private intervention to yeah. type dinner with your lovely wife. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Ass around. More romantic, Glenn. Yeah. All about the Absolutely. romance, mate. So, uh, just on that, as I'd like to really thank you for coming on, mate. Um, it's been great to have a chat to you. I think you've really imparted some some things to think about for sure. And it's great to hear from real life people running real life gyms um, that it's not all, it's not all egos. um, And it's a lot more than that. And you've, you've proven that tonight and everyone that I know knows you recommends you recommends body revival. The results, every gym's got something like this, but honestly, if you could tell great stories about these people um, and it's so much more than just a gym, it's more a lifestyle change and a community. And that's what I look forward to. And I'm, I'm going to give you some sort of promise that I am going to end up at your gym as, and we're going to, uh, we're going to start transforming this old fella. So mate, mate, that's one thing that you, you, uh, I don't know if you know me too well as, but, uh, if you're going to say that, mate, I'm going to be right on your case. <laughs> I know. Uh, I look forward to it. <laughs> and I can tell you that's one thing in a gym that I, I think is really important is that that mentor and that, you know, everyone's had been for a PT session and there's no connection with that necessarily, that PT uh, person, mm. and they're just there for the, for the 15, 20 minute, half an hour cash. Um, and I think that's very different in your gym. As So um, I look forward to hearing, hearing and seeing and, and reporting back. To our guys, you gotta love them, mate. It's, and we're always, you know, we're always growing, always changing, always improving things. And you know, one thing I, I, I do, especially with Body Revival, um, you know, I, I'm really, I'm still right in there. You know what I mean? One of my staff members said to me, she goes today, she goes, I just can't believe how involved you are. And I said, I just love it. You know what I mean? I'm passionate about it. I love the people. I love seeing the people. I've, well, I don't run sessions anymore. I, I've created such an amazing place for people to come in and. And, and get nurtured and educated and, um, you know, feel good and, you know, be inspired and be part of a community. Like I look around and I say, look, this is what I created. And, you know, you know, keep, you know, just uh, I'll put it out there. Body Revival 3 may, uh, may be around uh, in the very near future. I've already started sort of thinking about it and I think it, it would be a disservice to the public if I didn't open up another one. So that would, uh, that's definitely on the cards. There you go. Somewhere down, uh, down the peninsula would be fantastic, as. Yes, um, I, th- I think so. I've started looking, mate. I started looking. And the wife, I said to the wife, I sort of hinted out to her. She goes to me, she goes, it was only a matter of time. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> I don't know how she's going to react, place. but uh, she's, she's all good with it. No worries. So just a quick pump again. 
Body Revival is what you're looking for, guys. Um, you need to definitely check this out and make sure you jump on. And I'm going to tell you, as in the new year, I'll give myself a little COVID Christmas. And then at the end of the new year, mate, I'll make sure I hit you up. And if you don't hear from me, I'll hit you up, me. mate. I'm in. I'm in, mate. I'm in. Sounds Look awesome, to guys. Thanks, Thanks for coming on board, Aaron. Love it to meet you, guys. Have a good Thanks one. See you, guys. Bye bye. Bye bye. How good was that? Casey, mate, <laughs> you have committed, buddy. That's all right. It's all about that commitment. Um, Got to get your hands to. I, I, love, I love, I love, I love the way he, the way he dealt with his, uh, I guess his mental struggles was by literally getting the hands dirty. Yeah. And there's no harm in that. And I think too many of us in our society struggle to get the hands dirty and struggle to think. How do I get through this? What do I do? And they and they get in that cycle. And sometimes it's just a case of whether it's a day, a couple of hours, a week, just just literally just just get boring to work. And and before you know it, you probably forget half the things you were thinking about. I mean that that yeah. helped me this year. So, but he's he's walked the walk big time. That guy. So that was really good from Aaron. I liked it. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. I'm glad. I'm so glad Aaron came on because. Um... He's mm. been definitely been one that I've I've always followed from afar, and I've known plenty of people that have gone to him and been mentored by him. And he's grown so much with his second gym on board, um, and you know it's just fantastic to see because there's no one that works harder than him. And I know a lot of gym owners do that; they they're there all the time, they work really hard. But it's great to hear that through through literally almost a breakdown that he's now reverse engineered the thing and set it up to a point where other people are now taking the lead. He's invested in them and hopefully he can sit back now and enjoy it a little bit more. And and the third one could be a bit more fun. So um, yeah, it's great. Absolutely great. So really look forward to it, but just changing tact a little bit. Uh, talk about getting your hands dirty. These are two guys that will get their hands dirty very shortly. Uh, this is going to be an interesting fight. Um, the great, well, the almost great Tim Zoo. He's got a lot to live up to, um, obviously, with the Zoo name, but he's so much like his dad. It's incredible. Um, but this other yeah. guy is fighting and fight. He's only missing the rat tail, but I'll tell you what, he's, um, I've, I've, I've watched his last two fights, and it is spitting image of his old man, Costia, big time. Isn't it's he? Just, Isn't he? It's just okay, yeah. okay. I'm no boxing person, but he, he seems to be a bit, one of a better word, like like he's dead, a bit of a dirty fighter. Like you, even you, you you'd always know where you stand. He's always going to give you one hundred and ten percent. His dad was exactly the same, even when he was pardon the pun fighting out of his weight division against a stronger opponent. He'd find a way just to remain in the fight for the length of the fight. It looks like Tim's got that same sort of character. Oh, Tim! Yeah, Tim's, I... last, Tim's last six inches on his right, and just it's just bang. It's so powerful and. I think if you get in the way of his um his right hook, you're done. You, you're absolutely cooked. And I reckon he'll 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 win tonight within eight rounds for me. Yeah, I think so for sure. I think um, Bowen Morgan's he, he can fight too. Um, so it's going to be probably his, his biggest fight. Um, if Jeff Horn the Jeff Horn fight was a big fight for him, but that really set Tim Zoo on his way. I think um, it was time to show that he's the new young buck in town, and and I really think he's going to. Do an awesome job tonight. So uh, look forward to that one. Now the yeah. other one that's uh, it's going to be a circus, to be honest, is uh, Gallon <laughs> and Hunt. Box. Yeah. Um, Why is he allowed to box? Why is Gallon allowed to box? He just creates circuit. Like you, you just said it. He creates nothing but circuses. This guy. Yeah. Well, look in the in the wise. Yeah, just on that, on the press press conference, and I'm not sure if you saw it. The way in that was an absolute circus. I, I'm. Pretty sure Mark Hunt was set up for it. Um, I think uh, Mark Hunt was was given that challenge to just shake it up a little bit and have a bit of fun. It was never going to actually swing and hit. He was a big open hander that he tried to throw. So um, yeah. if Mark Hunt really wanted to get him, he would have got him. So those guys that got in the way weren't going to make any difference. But um, look, it's all part of the show, part of the beat up. Um, I wish Paul Gallon all the best, but I wish he, if he doesn't win this one, I think Mark Hunt, uh, Mark Hunt's going to really show him uh, that this is this is the way you box. I, I think he's going to. He doesn't look in the best weight. He's about twenty kilos up on Gallon, I believe, and um, you know it's going to be a struggle if it goes longer. But I think um, Hunt, he's definitely got the harder hit, I reckon. So if, while if uh, yeah, 
while Paul Gallen could could punch on with the best of them on a state of origin field, um, I don't really think. And him and Barry Hall was a was a decent fight to be honest. And um, Barry Hall gave it a crack, and and so did so did um, Mark um, Paul Paul Gallen. But I really think that's where it kind of should have stayed. And to see him in professional boxing kind of long term, I don't like to see it. I don't know what your thoughts are, Lovey, but it's these blokes that try and change careers, other than someone like Mundine. Uh, he, he was definitely one that was an elite athlete that moved into another career. But boxing isn't one that you can hide. So well, Mundine, Mundine took the world on. This is the yeah. difference. Mundine took the world on. This, this, this Gallon guy, he just does it for, you know, for cans of VB after it. The, the, the thing's an absolute – to him it's a bit of a, a pastime almost. And, you know, unfortunately he's getting pastime opponents. Mark Hunt. If Mark Hunt rocks up 60% fit from his UFC world championship world champion days, he, he put this bloke to the cleaners in the first round. But he's yeah. only picking because he's now he's unfit. You know he's not gonna go more than three rounds. And Gallon just just chimes in on this stuff. And it's what makes boxing in Australia a bit of a joke sometimes. And it just it does annoy me a little bit because it, it, it's a great sport in, in a very controlled environment. It's a very good sport, but um you know, the sooner that fight's over, the better. Let's get on with the Timmy Zoo one, I say. Yeah, look, I don't, I don't really think they need a, a double head headline card, so to speak, in this. But this this was absolutely a stand standalone fight um, with Tim Zoo, and didn't need a circus beneath it. Um, I think it's uh, yeah, Tim Zoo. Uh, maybe they think it's he's gonna he's gonna steal the show and knock him out quickly, and they need another something else to bring it up. But he's an absolute pay-per-view superstar in his own right. Um, and hopefully the world can acknowledge that. Boxing, you're right, has still had a bad smell. And and over the last uh, few months, you know, uh, another young bloke from Australia was robbed of a title overseas. But sadly, that's that's the sport of boxing. Um, it's always been tarred with that. So I know, Cuz, uh, you're not a massive boxing fan, but just flick back a, a couple of weeks ago to the conversation we had, and it's good to have Lovey on tonight, is what you thought of uh, the great Iron Mike Tyson Lovey when he came back. Um, I just mentioned to Kaz that I was really impressed with, I suppose, the change in his persona um, post-fight especially and and even pre-fight. He's, he's kind of really making up for all that negative uh, people, negative people he's been around and also the negative uh, aspects he's had in his life and He's really become humility's definitely been a big part of his life now, and I really think he wants to give back generally um, to boxing, to the sport of boxing, and also to to people. and And literally, he he knows he's a payday. He knows he's a big check, and he can help some of these other boxers come in under another card. And by the look of him, he, he can fight for another couple of years. Uh, I, I was um, I was genuinely concerned for Roy Jones Jr. Uh, I really was because you see snippets of those training sessions with Mike Tyson. Yeah, he wouldn't beat Tyson Fury. No chance. And the, the people are talking about that. That's just ridiculous. Um, but uh, Mike Tyson would certainly uh, still hold his own well and truly in the ring against quite a number of people. Um, I'm glad that they had a no knockout rule for that because I think he would have put Roy Jones into the cleaners in the second round. Um, he held back on that one. Uh, again, do you hold the same thing? It's a circus type stuff. Not at all. Mike Tyson's paid his dues. Uh, he's a world champion. But the thing that, I mean, I'll never forgive him for what he went to jail for. But um, the things that, you know, to go through the mental hell he did back in the last previous decade and the way he's turned himself around, cleaned himself out, um, you know, credit to him. And if he's given back to his community as best he can, and whether that's a boxing world, whether that's just the world in general, um, good luck to him. You know, I think he's... I think he's an example of how you can turn yourself around a little bit. And, you know, he didn't take a cent from that fight. It all went to charities and all sorts of stuff. So, yep, good on him. Yep, I totally agree. I totally agree. And to, we talk about uh, bodies and transformations and all that sort of stuff. And Mike Tyson's always been a fit-looking guy. But, by God, this is fitness <laughs> at his age. I mean, uh, yeah. Just incredible to look at. What is an absolute specimen. And I totally agree with you. We're not condoning anything he did and went to jail for and all those kind of things. But I think, you know, through very tough um, upbringing and also uh, people that he surrounded himself with, sadly, and and people that took advantage of him really ran him down the wrong uh, place. 
and to see him turned around now and hopefully he's got so much more to give and I hope the next one could be uh, Holyfield Tyson mm. would be would be incredible. We haven't um, seen John King for a while, have we? <laughs> no, 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 I'm not sure he wants to be there. No, I don't no. think too, too many people would sign up to really take on Tyson, to be honest. So hats off to Roy Jones for uh, for getting in there and raising a few bucks anyway. Yeah, um, Glenn, what else? Uh, what else are you looking forward to, mate? Oh, obviously Christmas. Um, in what is it? Nine days, I think. So was it Wednesday, Friday week, Christmas day? Yep. What's on the list? Um, what are you looking for? On the on my want on my want list or my or, yeah. or the buy list? Uh, no, no, just your want list. Give us one. Uh, Six pack. I'm pretty happy with the way the bobbers drafted, so I'll take that as a pre, as a as a pre Christmas gift. Yep. Couple of really disagree on that one, Cuz. That's for another okay. podcast. That's for another podcast. It is. Um. Oh, look. Just obviously, all my all my friends and family to have a safe break and catch up and see them all. In the new year. Yep. Which would great, be before great advice. Great advice. One quick pump before we finish. I want to uh, give a couple of shout-outs to Damon Smith, who's released a bit of a cheesy Christmas album, which is a bit of a tongue-in-cheek. Great, and uh, it's, it's quite fun, actually. So it's great to actually see Damon back out there uh, in the music scene again. I was at uh, this place, Archie's Creek, in Gippsland. It's been taken over recently, and there's plenty of gigs there. So... Keep an eye out for that. Um, saw a couple of gigs during the week. Davey Lane from UMI played a couple of gigs at the ESPY. Uh, was unbelievable to see. And then saw him, uh, Ash Naylor, and Brent Wolferton all play together as a group called Marshmallow Overcoat. And played a lot of 60s gigs at Archie's Creek, which is a great gig. Um, just quickly, uh, we've, another guest we've had on is right there in the middle, Charles Jenkins. They've got a gig at... The Curtain Band Room, they've got two shows, um, and one's going to be live-streamed as well. So his old band they had 20-plus years ago called Ice Cream Hands, they're reformed, just put on a new album. So they're uh, they're going to be going this weekend. Uh, just on the right there, the one that looks like Ringo from the Beatles, Brent, that's Brett Wolferton. He's uh, in a band, reformed band, called the Casanovas. The other two guys are originals. They're playing in um, Brunswick this weekend. So that's another gig you should look forward to. And then a, a classic Christmas special that we're hoping to get on the show one day in the middle there, Ash Naylor, one of uh, Melbourne's and Australia's finest musicians um, in their band called Even. They do a Christmas special every year at the Corner Hotel. Oh. Uh, it's been opened up now because there's a couple of um, extra uh, tickets because of the restrictions lifting. Um, and Ash has just released a new album, a self-titled album. So that will be interesting to hear too. So... Um, that was a little music pump because I know I'm doing that on behalf of Berkey. We've got to get Berkey back on the show. We can't wait yep. to do that. Um, and the last shout out I want to do today is to our next week's guest. Um, we've had this guy on before, but it's great to touch base pre-COVID, after COVID, now what's going on in his life is uh, a great mate of mine from Electric Mary, Rusty Brown, who is currently recording excitingly recording a new album with the boys right now so we were actually going to cross to the recording studio tonight but that's gone a little bit too hard because they're running late and need to get a few tracks down so um here's a quick shot of rusty back in the day um before triple m but we'll be talking about his mentoring program called be inside the circle and it's so much more than just a music mentor um, so that'll be a very interesting listen. So next Wednesday night, guys, we're going to jump on that one and talk to Rusty about what's been going on. But awesome. one one comment I didn't see before that I want to bring up now is just we talked about the gym and um, what people are like in gyms and you know that that ego and all that sort of stuff. And this this uh, I'll just leave this note here. But it was really interesting to hear to say that a gym that actually cares about you and takes the time to work on you. So um, there's a quite a lot to read there, but it's so much more than just the gym, Body Revival. So make sure you jump on and check it out. Um, I'm going to give it a crack. So, Cuz, I'm putting out a challenge to you. Oh, we, we got hit up on a walk not long ago, and we walked past a personal trainer, and she said, are you coming in, boys? And Glenn's <laughs> first comment to her, uh, yeah, I'm, I'll be back. And I haven't seen you go back, Glenn. So I'm going to put a challenge out to you, mate. I'll go and check it out first, but I'd love you to join me. And, Lovey, 
if you're ever over this way, mate, you're always welcome. You one in Epping and one in Thomastown. Mate, you, you just tell me when you're at uh, you, you're going next year, your first session, I'll make time, I'll come over, I'll have the tripod ready with the camera on the top and I will film this for everyone. Both of you in there, cars, I can't wait to see you doing your 100 crunches and then vomiting straight after. Aaron, good luck, mate. I really think it's, I, I, in all seriousness, I think this gym was all about the mentality of you know, being positive rather than just your, your, your physical well-being and um, I think, You've already taken that leap of faith and getting yourself healthier mentally uh, by going and being happy about doing it. So um, yeah. I think the two of you just get in there and do it. And uh, I'll be I'll be there. I won't be there in spirit. I'll be there physically too. Don't you worry. It'll be fun. Absolutely. To watch. I think um, I think one challenge we might start with is a bit of this, cuz. Um, <laughs> let's, let's just get the gloves on now that we've talked boxing tonight. Um, that that's sorts the men for you boys. That's by the way, <laughs> that's right. You'll be. You'll be my bit more like this, me, me versus you here, cuz. So let's uh, let's have a think about it, and we yeah. might have to do a bit of might have to bit of do a bit of pre-training on that one, cuz, on the summer on the beach where we where we don't look like total fools when we turn up and throw haymakers. So um, let's see how we go. But guys, really enjoyed this chat. Really, really enjoyed having you back, Lovey, back with us. Um, I'll be back next week too. Boy. It's great to hear no wind chimes in the background today, so it's fantastic to have you on board. Nah, it's all about the lights in the background, as you can probably see now. It's um, it's that time of year. Should, it is. I can see the fan. I can see the fan. The fan on, keeping you cool. And really look forward to catching up next week. Have a great week, boys. Sounds great. See you, see you guys. Why not, lovey? Ta-da.